Amen. Amen. It's an honor to have you all here today. We have a guest speaker, one of my mentors, Dr. George Patrick from Agape Family Worship Center. So um, he's going to talk to us today, and I want us to give him a warm welcome, and also his lovely wife, Sister Patrick. <laughs> all right, Dr. Patrick. Set. Oh, okay, we got that there. Good. All right, wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Oh, how about that? It worked. Okay. All right. Well, again, once again, greetings to each of you. And, um, I'm delighted that I have the privilege to be with you today. How much time do I have? Oh, 45. And uh, so just bear with me for a second as we, as we get going. Okay. Again, thanks, Pastor D, to your precious wife who interrupts. I honor her. All of you who lead here today, your mom, my lovely wife of 45 years to be in August, I greet her. Um, so I am privileged to have be here with you today and to share this time with you. Okay, let me get right to what it is I need to be talking about today. Uh, what I want to do is talk to you about and. Let me be me. Can I be me? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about, let's say, biblical manhood. What it means to be a man from a biblical perspective. Okay? And so with that in mind, I, I want to give you a, first of all, begin with a profile, introduction, profile of, of some text that will help you understand, in essence, what what um, uh, manhood is from a biblical perspective. And then I want to talk about what makes a great dad. After all, it's Father's Day, right? Yes. So I'm going to lay the foundation, and then I want to talk about specifically what makes a great dad. All right? So as you know, um, let me just do something else here before I forget. Let me just, I, I failed to something else. Let me just, just bear with a second. I gotta come back. I gotta come back. Okay, okay. Okay, now I'll go here. Okay. My apology. All right. As you know, males are born, men are made. Okay? So a male is not, okay, dictating without leading. A male uh, is not someone who just commands without setting an example. A man is not just his male anatomy, okay? So if it is not that, then what is a male? What is a man? 
man is one who, who, who has character. Uh, that is to say, he, his character are, are his thoughts. They are his actions and his habits. Uh, it's about being, not necessarily doing. It's empowering, it's giving capacity to others. It's worshiping God. So, let me then continue with this profile of, or the foundation, if you will, for what it is manhood is from a biblical perspective. Here's a text, Psalm 119 and 9. The text reads in full, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Psalm, rather, Proverbs 3 and 5, familiar text, Proverbs 3 and 5, and I'm just going to give you snippets here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Okay, what am I doing? I'm saying I'm giving you a profile of what a man is from a biblical perspective. Psalm 53 Psalm 51, verse 3 and 4. Let's go there for a second. I need to go there. Psalm 51, verses uh, 3 and 4. Familiar text, but I want to be sure that I don't mess this up. Okay? Psalm 53, verses 3 and 4 says, For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that I may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Okay, so, so here, here's the point here. So I'm, why, why I read that one? When a man who has a biblical perspective acknowledges, realizes that, when he messes up, he fesses up. Oh, because you know, some men, I'm sure not in this room, when they mess up, they don't want to fess up. They don't want to say I was wrong when he was wrong. But I'm saying a man with a biblical perspective and understanding, he says when I mess up, I, I, I confess what I've done and I move on, okay? So we, we need to understand, I'm giving you a profile of what a biblical view is of, of a man. One Psalm 116, verses 12 to 13. What shall I render to the Lord for all his, for all his blessings, to, benefits toward me? I'll take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. This is what men who believe God do. Okay? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy a living sacrifice, holy. Oh, let me go. Let me go back. Let me go. Let, let me go to the text. I'm. I, I'm not quoting it correctly. So let me get it. Let me get it right. Okay. Twelve and one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. These are the things that a man does who knows God, who has a biblical perspective. 
And we're going to say 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. Now, in this particular verse, the, <clears throat> the, the Apostle Paul is speaking to Timothy, asking Tim, giving Timothy guidance and direction as to how he should select the men for, for, for ministry. Okay? So the, the things that the, these men should possess and should pursue are things like righteousness, godliness, godliness, faith, and love, patience, and gentleness. Okay? And then in Titus 1 and 6, again, here more specifically, the, the apostle says to, 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 to Titus, these are the kinds of things that men who are going to lead should, should possess. Blamelessness, husband of one wife, faithful children, not of dissipation. Okay? And then, of course, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he, he, he highlights the things that men who know God meditate on. Let me, let, let's, let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Here, here are the kinds of things that we should be thinking about when we are men of God. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So these are the kinds of things that men who have a biblical perspective think about. And finally, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 to 4, 2 to 3 rather, he speaks about men who have a biblical perspective, who understand God, honor their father and their mother. So that is for you, is for me, an introduction, if you will, to what I want to talk about next. All right? So I gave you what I, what I call a profile of a biblical perspective, a biblical perspective of manhood. Now I want to talk to you about what makes a great dad. This is Father's Day. And we got some fathers in the room and some potential fathers in the room. So let me talk to you for, for a few minutes. May I do that? Yes, sir. This is, can I talk to you a moment? Yeah. Okay. What makes a great dad? Matthew chapter 1, verses, uh, I have it, 6 to 7. I'll read the text for you, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, For me, this is for me if you've read the story of the genealogy of Jesus, but verses 6 and 7 says, And Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her whom had been the wife of Uriah. And verse 7, Solomon begot Rehoboam. Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Asa. And then in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6, Children's children are the crown of old men and the glory of the children of their father. So wh why am I raising this to you? For one, if you're on, if you're on a grandparent, some of them are going to say it's difficult to understand, okay? Especially in Proverbs chapter 17 and 6. Because any of you who are children who have 
grandchildren. Okay, so those of you who have children in here, for example, okay, just take it. Let me give me myself for example. My son, my daughter has a, has two grandchildren, two children. Sorry, we have. Well, I have to have two grandchildren. Okay, and what, what happens is, the kids will come to the house and they, they do stuff that. Oh, when I was a kid, we couldn't do that. How, how come you let him? Well, see, if you're on a grandparent, you can't understand that. You just you don't relate to that. It's like it's like a person who's not a father trying to trying to tell me how to be a, how to be a dad, or a mother trying to tell a mother how to be. You you can't relate because you haven't been there and done that. All right. So when I want you to begin this, I want to see the the, the generations here. Now, for example, in in Matthew chapter one, it talks about the genealogy of, of Jesus Christ. Okay, and I'm not getting into that. I'm, I want I'm going to just show you some. So, show you some connection here, if, if I can. Uh, and it, it was important in that time that genealogy was clear, because it, 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 in, in that context, in that context, it provided, uh, um, it, it proved who you were. It also provided um, the fact that you were, in fact, an Israelite in, in that time. And it also qualified certain individuals for certain duties, certain, certain Levitical duties. Okay, so genealogy or lineage was important then. Let me move on and, and, and to, to, my, to, to, to what I really want to focus on here around this point. Beyond glory, in my notes, or greatness, is the need for a selfless commitment to a successful marriage. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about what, it, what makes a great dad, okay? What makes a great dad? Well, here's the beginning of it. A selfless commitment to a successful marriage. Now, that we, will, we, can, we can interpret, we have different interpretations of what a successful marriage might be. But let me give you my interpretation. Would that help you some? My interpretation would be that you seek to have a lasting relationship with the woman that you married. I said the woman that you married, man, and woman, man that you married, woman. Yes. Uh, okay. Huh? So, so, so that's, what, that's what I'm talking about, okay? So it, it, it's, it's keeping the vow that you made on the day you got married. That's, in fact, it's a, a successful marriage, as, as, I'm, as I see it. Okay? So, that being said, what makes a great dad also encompasses the idea of that he always loves his wife, okay? The children of his mother first, okay? That's what makes, in part, a successful marriage, all right? I'm talking about what makes a great dad. Okay, she becomes his priority. Okay, well, wait, 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 what is that? Priority is what's important to me. Okay, but what, what, what's important to me? She has to become his priority. She's got to be important enough to him for him to do what? For him to respect her? For him to regard her as being worthy? For him to see her as having value? She must become important to him. What? makes a great dad. 
these are some things that help, that, 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 that bring you to that point. Now wait, let me just provide some balance here, okay? Ladies, can I talk to you for a minute? Because I'm talking to dads today, but I got, I got to talk to you all too, okay? He can't put you first. No, no. Don't expect him to put you first and you act like a fool. Oh, did I say that? Okay, let me put that a little differently. In order for him to regard you at that level, then you got to behave in such a way. You got to think and behave in such a way that he, you command him. Not by what you say, but by what you do. By who you become. You command him to treat you with respect. With, with love. Okay? With, you, you command him to value you because of the way you behave. Okay? All right. So we, 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 we want to have some balance here. Okay? Now, don't take me off the hook, brothers. Or you either. Because we've got to do what we've got to do by our spouses. So she must become the priority. That means she must become important to you. What am I talking about? What makes a great dad? This is what I'm talking about. I want to get the, get, get the message here. Okay, so here's what he has to do. There's, I'm talk, essentially, there's seven things I'm going to be talking about. One, the first one is protection. He's got to protect that family, his wife and his children. All right? And the scriptures give us in Psalm 32 and 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Now, this particular psalm, it, at this point, God is speaking, okay, in this particular piece of the, of, of the psalm. But the principle is, 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 remains the same. You, as a dad, have to do what? You, 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 you have got to instruct, you've got to teach, and you've got to guide your children. Okay? That, that's, that's your role. I'm, slow down, George. Take Can we come down here a bit? <laughs> okay. I, listen, I, I okay. Um, so, I, so, when our children are young, they're vulnerable, okay? They're defenseless. We got to be there to help them. I, I, when I have an opportunity to, to coach or counsel couples or people who want to get married, I, 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 or, or even guys who are having families who are going through stuff, but I said, look, man, you need to be there for them kids. I, I, I mean, okay, maybe you don't like the way she did what she did. And think, think, don't forget now, men who have a good biblical understanding understand that when they mess up, they what? They, they fess up. So you can't put, put all the blame on the woman. What did you do? Oh, George, stop it. <laughs> but what did you do? to create this atmosphere that, that is toxic in your relationship. All right, so, so okay, I, I, let me go. But you gotta be there to defend your family. You gotta protect them, okay? You gotta understand that as they grow, as kids grow, there are those emotional, okay. Any of y'all who had teenagers? Uh, uh, okay, okay, even though your young babies y'all got now, they, they act up, this is the time. Put them in check now. Okay, put them in check now. Because okay. tell you what, by the time they get teenagers, guess what? They're gonna be telling you, you what? They're gonna be, they're gonna be doing one of these jobs, or giving you the, or cussing you out. What? What? Oh. What 
George, slow down, cool out. What makes a great dad? You've got to protect your family. That's your role, daddy. That's your role, sir. Okay? And I, I go back to my previous point. It starts with you and your wife that you married, the mother of the children. You've got to respect that woman. Ain't no if, no ands, and no buts about it. Okay. So I don't look for amens. I just give them, I'm just going to give it to you. Do what you want to do with it. Okay? Okay. So first, we protect them. We, pro we, we provide an environment that's safe for them. Yeah. Next thing we do, we, we got to learn how to have a conversation with them. What? Talk. Listen, when I grew up, it's children to be seen and not heard. You don't hear that? Yeah. You're, 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 okay. See, you're, you're, younger generation, they're not familiar with that. But not, when we grew up, what? Boy, go sit down. Girl, but now we learn. We have to learn how to have a conversation. Make sense? Yeah. I mean, it made sense then too. But our parents didn't, they didn't quite get that. Okay. So the scripture gives us in Genesis 40, 45, 15. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Now, just talk, talks about Joseph and his journey. And, 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 and journey into, 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 into slavery and ultimately became a leader in Egypt. It, the, the point I, I, I think it needs to be understood here is that there were issues in that family. There was jealousy, there was fighting, and there was all kinds of stuff going on in the, in, the, in the family. But at some point, they came together. They were, they were united and became a nation God used for his glory. So in your family, guess what? Stuff going, right? Yeah. yeah. I know, because it's going on mine too. Okay? But we gotta learn how to communicate, to have a conversation that's civil. Not just gonna, because you know how it is sometimes. I gotta get my point across. And because I wanna get my point across, I don't hear a word you're saying. And when I get my time, and nobody hears nobody. Am I? Am I getting to, I just, uh, I mean, nobody gets, gets the point because everybody's too busy trying to talk over each other or win the battle, win the verbal battle. What makes a great dad? A man who protects his, first of all, he, he regards his wife first, that's important. He protects his family and learns to have a conversation with him. I know. It's a skill, folks, that we have to learn. And we, you know something? We talk with more than just our verbal, with our words, you know. We talk with our eyes. Yeah. We talk with our ears. We, we got body language. Can, can you? <laughs> Lord help. You know how sometimes we, we don't want to hear something? You, you, you know how we do. We, we sing a message. We're, we're conversing. It may be negative, but we so what do we have to learn? We have to learn how to communicate in the way that we, we, we have our, the person, we want to the person that we want to receive from us, we have to communicate in a way that they can receive what we're saying in a way that will help them, not just because it makes me feel good. Okay. I, okay. So there's nonverbal communication, 
And many times that's the gateway to how we communicate our emotions. We need to be conscious of the hearer's viewpoint. Okay, so I want to tell you that I'm angry with you. But my words and my behavior create a negative response. I need to speak to you in a way that you can hear what I'm saying. Does that make any kind of sense? Have you ever talked to anybody and guess what? They really didn't hear you? Did you hear what I said to you? You ever said that, done that? Because you were saying words that, that the person who you were trying to communicate with didn't understand. Learn how to speak their language. Okay. We're talking about what makes a great dad. Now we're talking about today. Right. So make my points their points. Okay? And by the way, y'all, feedback is good. Well, no, 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 no. Children ought to be seen and not heard. Right? Now you can talk to me. You can talk to me now. Children ought to be seen and not heard, right? Amen. Oh, amen. I got one amen on me. <laughs> You understand? We have to learn how to take feedback, y'all. Okay, wh okay. what's feedback? Um, you said that you don't like the way I said your dress looks or your shirt looks. No, no, sweetheart. I was trying to tell you that I, there was something on your blouse, on your dress that was incorrect. Now, I wasn't trying to say I didn't like it. it, it you can't. can't can you see a slight difference in what I'm saying here? We have to learn how to communicate in a way that doesn't create a negative response all the time. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm, okay. So all I'm saying to you is feedback is good, y'all. Because we learn from feedback. We learn sometimes that what we thought was right wasn't right. What we thought was wrong, what may not have been wrong. I just misunderstood what you said, or the way you said it. Okay. Okay. A part of where'd I go? A conversation. Okay, a conversation. All right. Affection. Let me move on. There's <clears throat> a. Um, Person that I know, um, um, I was talking to the individual about communicating with, with, with the child, and, and they, they were saying they didn't want their child to be to be um, uh, in, impacted by some old man. In other words, the guy was saying he didn't want the he wanted he want men to be hugging his hugging his child, his, his son. Well, see, he had a distorted view of what fatherhood is. Okay. And many times, because of the way you grew up, or they think that that's the way you should behave. So in other words, if you aren't accustomed to having a father embrace you, then guess what? For a man to embrace you, that means he's, he's homosexual. He's got those inclinations. He wants, to, he, wants to, he wants to do you in. OK? Daddy, fathers to be, you need to set the tone for how, for, for how children should be, should be treated with, with affection. You should embrace your sons and your daughters, okay, rightly, in, a, in, a, in an authentic, appropriate way. 
Your son and daughter need, need, need you to hug them and tell them that you love them. They need that, okay? So, so let, me, let, me give you, let me give you a negative experience I had. I, I think it's important that I give you this. In Bible school, I'm a young, innocent young man in my early 20s, and I encountered this preacher who was divorced and had a daughter, and he befriended me. Okay, so next thing you know, I'm finding, I'm, finding, I'm, I'm going to Baltimore with this person in their church. And one night, uh, I stayed overnight in, in, in this family's home. And then, one, then one night, I'm invited to his place in, in Brooklyn for dinner. And as I'm getting ready to leave, this guy approaches me and says, as if he's supposed to a woman to him. Whoa! Whoa! So I read this, and so I came home. I told my father. I'm, I'm, I'm in my early 20s now. I told my father. Now, men, you need to have the kind of relationship with your children that they can come to you and talk to you yeah. about anything. Yeah. I told my father, I'm, again, I'm 20, 21 years old. My father happened to, happened to know where this, man's, where, he, where, where this man went to church, called somebody over there and said, you, you tell that so-and-so. He, he didn't cuss at him, but you tell him, leave my son alone. Now, he had, now, now my father had to do that, but I was finished anyhow. Once he come off to me like that, I said, oh, no, 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 no. Listen, brother, I, there's nothing a woman can, I'm telling you, nothing a man can do for me to show me where a woman is. There's nothing a man can do for me to show me where a woman is. You, you, you got that message? So don't bring that to me. That was my position then and is now. Okay, so, so my point to you is, men, you have to teach your children what it means to have appropriate affection given to them. You love them. You hug your son. You tell me you love him. My, one of my sons texted me this morning and, and Mr. Mountain Father said, thank you, son. I love you. I do it all the time. I'll, I'll embrace my son in the middle of the street. What? Because that's my son. Same thing with my daughter. We have got to learn how to teach our children how to love, how to show appropriate affection. I got to get to finish. That means, because what, what you're showing them, you're showing them, you're, you're giving them security. You're giving them a sense of value. Appropriate, because you're giving it to them. Not some knucklehead, yeah. lack of a better word. Okay, so here, discipline. You need to provide discipline. What makes a great dad? A great dad must discipline. A great dad disciplines. And guess what? There's pain in discipline. What? Not, not, listen, not the kind of pain sometimes that I saw my father inflict. My, not, listen, oh, by the way, I forgot. I forgot to show you this. My, I, I, I've got to show you my, this is my hero. That's my hero. That's my dad. He died about 20 some, 25 years. He's my hero. Okay? Now see, dad had that, dad, dad had this, dad said, in my house, my word is law and gospel. <laughs> Boy, if you don't hear, you'll feel. Now, let me tell you something. I can't remember a day my, my father ever beat me. I can't remember a day, because I ain't stupid. <laughs> but I, I, can, I, know he did, I know he put something on my brother and my sister, older ones, older ones, because they, they didn't get the message. I got the message. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I got the message. Dad, Dad, you got that to me? Okay, so what, what am I saying to you? Okay? Love is pain. Love, there's pain in love, though. You, you, you got to discipline your children. Okay, that doesn't mean you gotta always whip them. No, no, come on. I saw my father 
pull out a broom handle on, on my, one of my siblings. No, no, they ain't got to do that. But they need to understand, no means no, yes means yes. Amen. And I ain't telling you three, three or four times. I'm telling you one time, sit down. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. That's, that's the way I was raised, y'all. It kept me out of jail. It kept me out of jail. Okay? It kept me off the street corner. Okay? So we had to learn to put some stuff to our kids. I mean, give them some good stuff. Okay, all right. Their boundaries, their rules. Let, teach them that. Make sure they understand that. And very first of all, you live it so you can teach them how to live it. What? Yeah. You become the example for the children. All right. I need to move on because I think I'm almost getting out of my time here. All right, so let me move on. Laughter. Okay. Um, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, um, but a sorrow, but, 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 but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken, Proverbs 15 and 13. So, Daddy, there are times when you got to have some fun with your kids. Okay. Be creative. I mean, one thing that stands out in my mind, I'm not, my wife's more fun, more fun than I am. I, this, this is what it is, okay? okay? But things, one of the things I used to love, I used to love to have played King of the Hill with my kids. King of the Hill, because I was always I was always a kid. Because <laughs> I was always winning, you know what I mean? I mean, we'd get up in the bed, and they'd be jumping all over me, beating the time, time. Well, you know what? I'm on top of all three of them. Now, because that was, that was when they was six, no, two or three or four and five. <laughs> Long about now, that ain't going to happen. Okay? But the point is, those, that was a fun moment for us. Okay? We'd take them to the park, go, go places, do things with them, have fun with the kids. Of course, I got one son who texted me earlier this morning, my son Donnell, who, who would come to the dinner table if he wanted to tell jokes. So he'd come and tell a joke. That joke didn't work. He'd leave, he'd leave the dinner table, go upstairs, get, look, read a book, come back and tell another joke. I mean, like, okay. All right, so, so you, you got to laugh at that after a while. And then say, okay, boy, sit down. <laughs> okay, so, Daddy, we have to learn how to be fun, have some fun with our kids, okay? Be creative in giving your children something to, re something to remember that's, that's fun and pleasant. Okay. You need to have faith. You, Daddy. A great dad, what makes a great dad? A great dad is a man who has faith in God. Okay? John 3, 16 to 17. Because you recognize that you were lost, but now you're found. And now you have a sense of what it means to be a person of faith. Okay? So you, you need to have faith in God. I gave that foundation in the very beginning. Okay? That profile. Let me move on. Finally, not finally, but almost finally. Um, loving well, living right. I'm going to quote Chuck Swindoll. He says, each day of our lives, we make deposits in the memory banks of our children. Okay, so, daddy, and that is the B. What deposits are you making in the memory bank of your children? What are you doing that will allow them to remember what you did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, such that they think about it and have a great feeling about 
I mean, I, occasionally my, my kids will, 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 will sell it. And then, again, again, the oldest is 40 and then, then 38-year-olds. You know, I mean, they, they, every now and then we, we, we reminisce about things that we did that were fun, that were pleasant. Daddy, daddy's now, daddy's to be. What are you putting in your child's memory bank? That he'll be able to look back on it and say, you know, I had a great time when I was growing up. I had a great dad. We had a great family. Okay? And if you aren't doing that, then I would encourage you today to encourage you to begin to rethink what you're doing so you can become a father, a dad, who, who, who provides meaningful experiences for his child. Deuteronomy chapter 6 to 9. And you, in fact, you read that earlier on as, as well. And I'm not going to read it, but it's there for your, for your uh, consideration. Next actual point here again is, uh, again, in Romans chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Now, daddy, daddy, men, men, we can't expect our child to do right we're doing wrong. Yeah. We, we have to become the example for what our children should be doing. Okay? I saw my hero come to church. But he had... Me and my others sit right next to him in church. Okay? So we, so we couldn't be doing stuff some other kids might have been doing. No, 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 not, 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 nothing. You're Abraham's son. You ain't doing that. that that's that's kind of kind of daddy I had. I loved him. Listen, I love, I love my hero. Okay, let's, let's make that very clear. He put stuff in me and us that, that will live a lifetime. Okay, so what am I saying, daddies, daddies to be? You got to be an example for your children. Okay, you got to be an example. I think I'm almost finished here. Let me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna summarize it, and then we can give me, we can, we can do some feedback. I, that's, that, that's cool. Okay, so here are the things that you need to do, daddy. This, these are the things that make a great dad. He protects. His family. Okay? He has a conversation with his family. He learns how to talk to his family. Okay? He demonstrates authentic, genuine affection to his, for his children. He disciplines. He recognizes that they cannot go hog. They'll go, they will go hog wild if he doesn't discipline them. Okay? He, he puts fun in their life. He finds creative ways to, to, to laugh and to have fun. He is a man of faith, okay? And he lives that out. That becomes his lifestyle, his faith, okay? All right, now I went fast. I'll take some feedback. Talk to me. Because I, 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 I'm not, look, I'm not a typical preacher, y'all, so I, I'm, I'm gonna give it the way I see it, so any thoughts, comments? A whole lot more I can say, but I wanna get some feedback. Anybody?